The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss how to leverage the potential of programmatic advertising this year. Joining us is Sergey Shelkov, who is a sales executive at EPOM, which is an independent ad tech company that Forbes has recently named to one of their top 30 startups. EPOM owns a family of digital products that helps brands, ad networks, ad agencies, and publishers grow through digital advertising. Yesterday, Sergey and I talked about the benefits and drawbacks of programmatic advertising in-housing, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about the best-performing ad formats for programmatic. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Sergey Shelkov, a sales executive at EPOM. Sergey, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you, Ben. It's been a pleasure. Always exciting to have you here. Welcome back, and I'm ready to continue our conversation because honestly, I'm ready to pull the trigger and start running my own DSP here, so I need your help. Yesterday, we talked about how easy and effective it can be to buy your own media by being your own media buyer using your own DSP, and you can create relationships with supply-side providers and buy media directly for a fraction of the cost of what it would cost to go through an agency. All right, great. Now we can optimize ourselves. We can set specific criteria for our meeting buying needs. This all sounds wonderful. Problem is, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So how do I figure out things like what ad formats to run? Should I be doing display, audio, video, CCTV? How do you figure out what are the best performing ad formats and making sure that you, and make sure that you're running an effective campaign if you're going to be your own programmatic media buyer? So the best thing to do here is to actually read up on the trends and read up on stats that are available. So as it shows in the last few years, video is on the rise, audio is on the rise, and HTML5 is on the rise in a form of reach media. And CTV, of course, as a portion of video. So those are the things that I would probably define as having the best future in regards to trends and in regards to the ability to grow. For example, video actually goes for 65% of all ad spending on mobile, which is a lot. And they perform better as their average CTR in mobile apps is about seven or eight times higher than regular banner ads. They're much more engaging. 
from the people that actually engaged with video ad, only about 5% of users skip them, according to our research. So they do engage the user much, much better. And that's what you want from the ads, right? People are getting tired of all the standard banner ads. They're blind to it. They don't see it. It's a lot of times it's not even visible. So video ads are definitely much better here. And that's even before I'm going into audio ads. I'm glad that you mentioned video ads first, because, you know, it seems like, all right, if you're getting a deal and you're going direct, you want the most fidelity you could possibly get. Sight, sound, and motion, you could put it in a mobile app, you can put it on a website, you can do it on the television. The most effective. Now, look, I'm trying to get people to listen to my podcast. So when I'm thinking about running ads, I kind of want to be in the podcast player because that's where my listeners are. How do you match the right ad format with the marketing objective you're trying to achieve? Most of the time, if you have the resources, then video really works everywhere. It doesn't really mind the type of the product that you want to advertise. Video and audio, they just give you that engagement that you don't get from regular banners. It doesn't really matter what you want to advertise. If you want to advertise your podcast, if you want to advertise, I don't know, soft drink, or if you want to advertise a car, having just a display ad, a regular static banner that says buy a car or get a soft drink or sign up for my podcast, that doesn't really work as well as it did before. You can attribute it to the growth of social video advertising and the increased interest in TikTok and Instagram stories. But all in all, we're seeing that people are engaging much more with video and audio, with that type of content that allows them to actually take more than just static image, take more information out of that. So it's more than just what the fidelity is, right? If it is a video or a static banner, sometimes the placements are similar. But when I think of programmatic, you know, my head goes back to the old buying ads, real-time bidding, and you're looking at multiple different formats of ads. And it's like, do I want the skyscraper at the top? Or do you want the right rail or the left rail or the square? And when I think of ad formats, I'm like, what shape should the ad be? Is that how people still think about their ad formats? Is it what's the fidelity first? Is it video? Is it static image? Is it just audio? And then if it's something that is visual, how do you figure out what sort of shape the ad needs to be? It actually depends a lot on what you can bring to the table because you can either go for quantity over quality and you can just buy a lot of standard display ads, which are, as I priced, significantly lower than audio or video ads, but you get a lot more of them, right? So you can do just a single or multiple display banners. You can spread them out over all the different sizes, depending on, again, on the analytics that you get from the DSP and just go everywhere with those standard dysplastatic ads, or you can spend the same budget for a much lesser quantity, but much higher quality of video or audio ads. And you will be sure that those get delivered directly to the users and the users are much more likely to get the message that you're trying to convey. And it's a matter of, of course, testing, which does require budgets, but also just understanding where your product fits in and what your audience tends to do. Of course, if you're talking about young adults, if you're talking about people in their 20s, in their 30s, then you would probably be better off using podcasts or video ads, which again are on the rise as of late. Let's say, for example, I run a podcast. And I want people that listen to podcasts to listen to my podcast. Specifically, I want people who are business professionals that work in marketing. Give me the strategy here of what ad formats and how would you set up a test campaign? Hang on, I'm writing this down. Go on. <laughs> 
I'm going to send an invoice afterwards. Okay, so... If only this was recorded. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what you can do is, of course, you get to know your audience. You have to know where those users are coming from. You can look for specific interests, specific revenues that the people you're looking for have. You can look for individual, like if you want to do hyper-targeting, you can look for some neighborhoods on the map. You can look for specific IDs or IP addresses that unite the people that are most likely to be close to you. You know, Silicon Valley, right? You want to target those people. You want to target the people that actually market things that actually know technology and that are interested in that. You can do geofencing around that area, that specific area, to make sure that you're conveying your message specifically to the people inside of that certain area. Or you can do the same geofencing around office buildings that you know are heavy in tech. So you can do that. On top of it all, you can also buy specific podcasts, right? Whenever you want to buy audio ads, you connect to an SSP that sells that inventory and you filter them out by interests or by demographics. And that coupled together, like all of that, it would not give you an extensive amount of people that you're showing an ads to, right? There's not millions of people that have all those things that I've just mentioned in common, but you're going to make sure that that is hyper-local targeting, that is very concise. I don't know if that's the word, but it's very to the point of the people that you're trying to reach. Yeah, highly targeted. We used to use a platform called Choosel, mm -hmm. and you could do this sort of very refined targeting. I want to buy audio ads for people that make over $250,000 that work in marketing that are between 35 to 55, so sort of in the middle to end of their career. You know, we're looking for marketing executives. And the problem that I had with the platform was every time I added another filter, the media got more expensive. And at some point it went from, okay, we're looking at a $2.50 CPM to a $18 CPM because I was so specific with the targeting. Makes sense, but it just became prohibitively expensive. On the flip side, when we first started audio advertising, there's a platform called Knit that no longer exists where we were able to go and buy run-of-network audio ads on the CNN properties. So Anderson Cooper and all those CNN shows. And we were getting like a dollar per incremental download because it was really cheap, tons of media, but it was relatively well-targeted. When you're thinking about balancing this hyper-targeted as opposed to just high volumes of quality media, how do you find the right balance there? It's very hard to answer that on a global scale. You don't have an option to say that this is the recipe that's going to work for everyone. The same thing with optimization. There's no single button that's going to do everything great for all of the clients. For some it will, maybe for most it will, but you may have a separate case on your hand. So in this case, again, it depends. Is your overall goal hyper, hyper, like ultra targeting? I don't know how many superlatives I can throw in here. Hyper, uber, ultra, VIP, deluxe, and <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah. do you really need to pay that much to get people? I don't know. For example, if you're selling property somewhere in, I don't know, in LA or in Manhattan, then you really need that hyper targeting because there's not a lot of people that you are interested in. But if you're doing something that could be expanded even quite a bit, it always pays off to at least try a wider approach to reach those people and then see for yourself. Again, marketing is a matter of testing. It's probably the best thing that you can do. You can do testing. And of course, you need to have resources to do proper testing, but that's another question. But if you have an option to do the testing, then do it. Don't just tell yourself, 
And we see that a lot, actually, that people are coming in with a specific thing in their head, with a specific thought, and they think that, okay, I'm going to do this, and this is going to work. And then when it doesn't, they get all surprised, and they have no backup plan. So it's better to do it in increments. And for example, launch a wider campaign that has lower CPM, and then see for yourself what happens when you try to shrink it a bit. Like, are you getting better quality leads, or are you just getting less leads for a higher price? Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. I guess the question is, what data do you get back? Okay, I'm going to buy business podcasts, and I'm going to keep it relatively loosely targeted, and then I'm going to see what the best data sources are. Now, the problem is, I'm trying to drive people to listen to a podcast, so I don't get click attribution. So I don't know, you know, if somebody heard Anderson Cooper through my programmatic media buy, did that listen of the ad end up driving a conversion? Walk me through some of the attribution. How do you know when somebody was exposed to an ad and when they actually are converting? A lot of that depends on the SSP being able to pass you that information. Whenever you buy an impression, the SSP can fire certain beacons that you have. And those beacons could be used on your side. You can store them and then you can invoke them whenever a conversion happens. Or if the clients are being sent elsewhere to a third-party advertiser, then you can ask the advertiser to report that information back to your DSP. But all in all, it all requires cooperation and technological savviness, I would say, from your side, the ability for the SSP to send that information, and then for you to actually sit down and analyze everything that's going on. You would probably have the data, but again, it's not just a matter of buying something and just looking at raw numbers. You want to drill down as deep as you can and in that case, raw data, bitstream data, raw logs that the SSPs are able to give you, that the DSP should be able to give you, is something that would work out for you. Because having all those data points, you can build a way to understand what's going on and where your clients are coming from. 
What's going through my head is, would I get the understanding of who the podcasts, my audio ads have been played on? So then I could potentially go out and reach out and buy directly from them or try to figure out whether there's conversions from those specific IP addresses. There's an attribution challenge for me. And I think that lots of other brands, when they're thinking about different formats of media, which is why I'm asking about this, is audio advertising might be the best, or maybe CCTV is, but you have this huge attribution problem. So understanding if an ad on a specific TV show or in a podcast was run and it's effective can be hard to triangulate unless you have some sort of an understanding that, yes, this ad was played and yes, there was this type of conversion. It's one of the big risks in figuring out what the best performing ad format is for you. It's all about the attributions, about the data. I couldn't agree more. And sometimes the SSP is not able to give you that data. You just don't have it. If you're running digital out of home, for example, or if you're running on, on cable networks like standard regular TV, there's no way to trace that back to you with 100% certainty. So A-B testing probably would work here as well. You can run multiple campaigns at the same time. You can run multiple campaigns on the same traffic source and then see what happens with each of those different campaigns. You can run a certain promotion that the users have to reference to get some sort of feedback from you. There are multiple ways that you can work around this, but of course, yes, attribution is the key. I couldn't agree more. My takeaway and maybe my favorite quote from the conversation was marketing is about testing and marketing success is about data. It's about attributions, about understanding if you're going to run an advertising campaign, are you able to measure success? And look, this is the reason why there are agencies, right, is that they have not only the expertise, the understanding, but access to the data to understand and optimize conversions. It doesn't mean you can't do it yourself. And that's where EPOM, if you're going to go down this road, is an incredibly useful tool to be able to use infrastructure that's pre-built for you so you can be your own media buyer. Sergey, always great to have you on the podcast. I will say, and I didn't mention this before, I know that you're in the Ukraine. We stand with the Ukraine, and I hope you and your family are safe. And it's great to have you back on the podcast. Thanks for coming back and being my guest. Thank you, Ben. It's always a pleasure. I enjoy talking to you and thank you for having me. All right. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Sergey Shelkov, a sales executive at EPOM. If you'd like to get in touch with Sergey, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his company's website, which is epom.com. That's E-P-O-M.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.